relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. It's very ominous. It's very dark. Why would we have in one weekend numerous headlines from the establishment press such as these published in America? Quote, a Trump dictatorship is increasingly inevitable. Next, we have why a second Trump presidency may be more radical than his first. Liz Cheney says U.S. sleepwalking into a dictatorship with Trump as GOP frontrunner. And then a massive piece in The Atlantic. If Trump wins, the staff of The Atlantic on the threat of a second term and what it poses to American democracy. What a strange way of talking about the choice of the American people. What does it mean and how does it tie into a man who warned us in his penultimate book, we'll be discussing the latest one momentarily, Get Trump, the threat to civil liberties, due process, and our constitutional rule of law. Number one, New York Times bestseller, Professor Emeritus for Law at Harvard, Dr. Professor Alan Dershowitz. Welcome back to America First. Thank you for having me. <clears throat> Professor, it sounds trite, a kind of throwaway line, but it seems that those who are talking about the threat of dictatorship are the ones who are most promoting authoritarian concepts in America. The idea that the choice of the American people to reelect the problem is the threat to democracy, it, it, it rather beggars belief, does it not? It does, and we remember that the same thing was said about <clears throat> Abraham Lincoln, and the same thing was certainly said about Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and other political leaders throughout history. Uh, people have said if they get elected, it will bring tyranny to the United States. We have a very, very strong system of checks and balances, and even if somebody wanted to become a tyrant, it would not be really uh, possible um, my former student, Jamie Raskin, uh, just recently said in an interview that if Donald Trump is elected president, uh, he won't leave office at the end of his term. And then he said, anybody who doesn't agree with that is too naive to be let out of their house alone. Well, I'm thinking about sticking to my house because I don't believe that for a minute. I don't believe that Donald Trump would fail to leave office any more than any other president previously failed to leave office. Look, I think he lost the last election fair and square. He disagreed with that. But if he ends his term, the Constitution makes it very clear that you can only serve for two terms. He will leave office. And I'm absolutely positive of that. Of course, if he didn't, the Supreme Court and the legislature would be sure that he did. So we have nothing to worry about in terms of tyranny coming to our shores. We have a system that makes that virtually impossible. And the, um, the, the fact that such an accusation is made is, of course, absolutely counterfactual because I was there at Andrews Air Force Base on January the 20th, uh, 2021, when I watched President Trump get on his plane with Melania as he returned as a private citizen to Florida uh, as the swearing-in was occurring for the 46th President of the United States. So he left office then. Why would he not leave office and next time. But I'm concerned of, of the the darker secondary and tertiary consequences of what seems to be a drumbeat, these talking points with the establishment media of the Trump fascist dictatorship is coming. Um, you actually said on my show, when I had a guest host on uh, maybe a month ago, that you fear for the life of the president. And I just think that if you've been saying for six years that President Trump is a fascist, is a Nazi, then we have the likes of Robert Kagan, the editorial board of The Atlantic, say exactly the same. 
Well, we know that a Californian uh, traveled to the home of Justice Kavanaugh with a gun, with a knife, with zip ties to kill a justice of the Supreme Court. And only by the grace of some last minute uh, loss of confidence, uh, turned himself into the police. How dangerous, Professor, is this language of impending dictatorship approaching? Well, it was even more dangerous following October 7th, because now we have people around the world calling for a jihad, which would include trying to kill the president and other officers in the United States. And the Hamas efforts in the Middle East have generated tremendous support for Hamas and, and copycats. Crimes are very, very likely. And so I think we're going to see terrorism of the kind that we saw um, during the weathermen uh, in the 1960s and 70s in the United States. We're going to see young college kids, um, who I call Hitler Youth, wearing not swastikas but uh, green headbands, uh, calling for the end of the government. And if Trump is elected, I think there will be grave threats on his life by people from the extreme left, the same people who are now marching and demonstrating and, and, and trying to uh, prevent people from going to class, uh, the National Lawyers Guild that won't allow speakers to speak. It's a short step. You know, I think it was George Bernard Shaw who called assassination the ultimate form of censorship. And we see organizations like the National Lawyers Guild calling for censorship of speakers who support Donald Trump or who support conservatives or Republicans. So I think that the likelihood of an attempt on the life of Donald Trump would be very substantial from the same people on the hard left who today support Hamas. You, you are a champion, and you have been of civil rights for decades, Professor. You've written numerous works on it. You've practiced it. You've, you've fought for civil rights for the First Amendment. What, what is the responsibility incumbent upon decent people? How do we respond when luminaries, uh, talking heads of the media establishment, former Congresswomen like Dick Cheney, are using such incredibly incendiary language? What is left for us to do by response? Exactly what we're doing now, responding in the court of public opinion, embarrassing the people who say it, make it clear it's not going to happen, educate the American public about our system of checks and balances, how the brilliant framers of our Constitution, I read every word of the debates over the Constitution uh, back in the day, how they worried about this, how they worried about tyranny, and have they built in mechanisms to make sure that even if a person was inclined toward tyranny, that person could never achieve it. Um, as Madison put it, if men were angels, we wouldn't need a constitutional constraints, but they're not. And as the result of that, we have a system of checks and balances. By the way, a system that makes it very hard to get things done. You need to have both houses agreeing. You need to have a president signing on. You need to have a judiciary being uh, the Supreme Court of the United States and, and the framers of the Constitution made it hard to get things done in order to protect against tyranny. And that, I think, is, is why we're not going to see it happen, even uh, let's just finish the se sentence. You, you were just saying the Constitution would prevent that. So let's just finish that okay. sentence. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Even if there were a person who were trying to become a tyrant, our Constitution simply would not permit it. We have too many checks and balances. And uh, as, as the great judge Lerner Hand once said, um, the best protection against tyranny lies in the hearts and souls of Americans. Uh, we are anti-tyrant. We would never tolerate a tyranny by anybody. So there are a great many things we have to worry about in America, but Donald Trump failing to re leave office or imposing a tyranny uh, by one branch of the government is not one of the concerns that we have to put
put in the forefront. We're talking to Professor Alan Dershowitz. His substack is dersh.substack.com. His penultimate book is Get Trump. Order it right now. The Yuletide season is upon us. I want to thank all of you who've donated to our Angel Tree Fellowship Program. I also want to thank the volunteers who make this incredible program possible, who get Christmas gifts to the children of incarcerated boys and girls. Here's one of our volunteers from South Carolina. These kids... They're special, and they didn't ask for this to happen to them. We've become quite a little family. We really have. And she looked at that tag, and she said, My daddy gave me a gift, and he loves me. (laughs) It just means everything. It's Christmas. Beautiful. Uh, Just $25 gets a Christmas gift to one of these children. There's more than one and a half million of them who have a mother or father incarcerated this Christmas. Please make a difference in these vulnerable children's lives. You can call in your Christmas contribution to 888-206-2794 or just go to our webpage, sebgorka.com, and click on the Angel Tree banner. That number, please be as generous as you can. $125 is five children whose Christmas will be a little bit brighter thanks to you. Is 888-206-274 or just go to sebgorka.com and the Angel Tree banner. If you enjoy the deep dive discussion with the real experts like Professor Dershowitz, make sure you are subscribed on whichever podcast platform you prefer. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Leave a five-star review and share the links with your friends. Whether it's the regular Hellcat or whether it's the compensated RDP with that miniature red dot, I love them all. How did it take so long to invent a factory-compensated subcompact 9mm? Well, guess what? Springfield did it, and I'm a huge fan. And I'm Sebastian Gorka. The Hellcat from Springfield Armory is still the smallest, highest-capacity micro-compact in the world. Available in standard or optics-ready configurations, the class-leading capacity of the Hellcat gives you 11 plus 1 with the standard magazine and 13 plus 1 with the included extended mag. The definitive concealed carry pistol is here. The Hellcat from Springfield Armory gives you the capacity to defend that's the way the system is supposed to work even if you are you know not sure why uh you're being uh uh, with the spotlight on you and therefore i really believe that at the end of the day no one is above the law and no one uh should be uh escaping accountability if indeed the facts and the evidence point to them having uh done something that anyone else in our country would be investigated for and maybe even charged Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The irony of the former first lady, Senator Hillary Clinton, saying no one should be above the law, despite the fact that she had top-secret information on her private server, one of which would have seen someone like me with a clearance in prison if I had done that. Strangely, see, she never served a day, let alone a year, in prison for those felonies. Uh, Let's analyze the state 
of rule of law in America with the best person out there to discuss it with. He is the author of Get Trump, and more recently we will be discussing later in the hour his latest book, War Against the Jews, How to End Hamas Barbarism. He is, of course, the number one New York Times bestselling author, Professor Emeritus of Law at Harvard, Professor Alan Dershowitz. Professor Dershowitz, um, you, you eloquently described in the first segment how a tyranny in America is, is impossible because of the checks and balances and because we were, we were born in a response to tyranny and therefore it would, it's against the gene code of, of the republic. However, would you help me uh, with a taxonomy for what we have in America today? Because if we look at the last three years, it may not be a tyranny or a dictatorship with gulags, but the raid on Mar-a-Lago against President Trump, Peter Navarro put in leg shackles at Reagan Airport for being in contempt of Congress, uh, the, teacher, the uh, parents going to school board meetings who are concerned for the plight of their children being given their own terrorist threat tag by the FBI, it may be not a full-blown tyranny, but where are we when it comes to rule of law? How would you describe it in America? Is there not a political perversion of the uh, the powers of the state? There is, and I think the Get Trump movement, the attempt to try to get Trump without regard to the equal protection of the law, the law itself, is uh, a stain in our system of justice. But remember, most of these cases haven't yet gotten to the Supreme Court. And I do think the Supreme Court will uh, strike an appropriate balance and tell uh, prosecutors that they can't just willy-nilly hold people responsible against the Constitution. My friend Hillary Clinton, who I've known for years and like, is wrong when she says that no one is above the law. Senators are above the law. Members of Congress are above the law. They can't be prosecuted for things that ordinary Americans can be prosecuted for. Until recently, senators and congressmen could trade on inside information because they passed the statute saying that that was okay. The same thing is true with presidents. Sitting presidents cannot be indicted for uh, acts that they took while serving as as president. So we understand that the law itself uh, creates distinctions uh, among a people. Uh, there are other categories of people that can't be held responsible. For example, uh, as a lawyer, I can't be asked questions about what my client told me. Anybody else can be asked questions about what anybody else told them. But uh, a minister, a rabbi, or a priest can't be asked a question. A doctor can't be asked a question. So we don't have one law that fits all. We have different kinds of rules that are part of our system of checks and balances. And and our system of checks and balances will, I hope, set right this Get Trump effort to try to undo the Constitution. For example, the most recent effort to try to disqualify uh, Trump from running because he fought in the Civil War. He's an old man, but not old enough to have fought in the Civil War. And that's what the 14th Amendment was about, disqualifying people who fought in the Civil War. But now they're trying to use that to prevent you and me from casting votes either for him or against him. That's very un-American. But the courts have been striking that down, and I'm confident that the Supreme Court will strike it down as well. Um, all this week, uh, my friend and former Secret Service agent Dan Bongino on, on his show has been saying there is no way in these multiple cases, these uh, indictments from Georgia to D.C., there's no way uh, President Trump will get, will, will get justice uh, because everything is skewed in his favor. Do you agree with that assessment? And if so, what are we living in? If it's not a full-blown tyranny, what, what is the best description for how things have been perverted for political purposes? Donald Trump will not get a fair trial. In the District of Columbia, the judge uh, before whom he is going to be tried is uh, completely one-sided. Uh, he can't get a fair trial in New York, and he can't get a fair trial in, in Georgia. Uh, will the appellate courts reverse convictions, which are, I think, inevitable. He certainly isn't getting a fair trial about his real estate ventures. Uh, a current testimony at the end of the trial suggested that Mar-a-Lago would be worth in excess of a billion dollars, and yet this judge who fancies himself a, a real estate expert 
uh, said it's worth 17 million. I was prepared to buy it, uh, <laughs> borrow money, and sell it for you know 20 times the value. He's not going to get fair trials. That's clear. Will he get fair justice in the end? That remains to be seen. We're talking to Professor Alan Dershowitz, host of The Dersh Show. Follow him at Alan Dersh, and his Substack is dersh.substack.com. His books, uh, Get Trump and the War Against the Jews, written since the October 7th slaughter of the innocents in uh, Israel, are must-reads. Order them right now. If you enjoy what we provide for you here on America First, make sure you are following us on all the social media platforms. Just plug in Seb Gorka or Sebastian Gorka on True Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter, Telegram. You can watch us. We are a television show as well on your Roku, your Fire Stick device, uh, or just get the Salem News Channel app. And for unique content from me and access directly to me, check out my Substack. That's SebastianGorka.substack.com. That's my whole name. There's one word, SebastianGorka.substack.com. And if you enjoy what we provide for you here on America First, as much as we love providing it to you, please support those who make it possible. Great patriots like Mike Lindell, friends of President Trump. He told you the story here of how the FBI were harassing him, surrounded his car with their vehicles at a drive through restaurant, demanded his cell phone from him in America. Truly Stasi-like tactics. If you're looking for one place to get Christmas gifts, check out his more than 200 items at MyPillow.com and use my name for up to 66% off. Forget the Chinese tat at Amazon. Talk to a real person. How nice is that on 800-829-8468? He has all kinds of gifts, not just the My Pillow, which is celebrating 20 years in business, the pillow that never gets hot, never loses shape. More than 81 million sold there. That good. He's got pet beds. My dogs, Killian and Leah, love their My Pillow pet beds. Pajamas, blankets, duvets, comforters, travel pillows, towel sets, you name it, all made for you by Americans here in America. MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A for maximal discounts or go to or just call 800-829-8468. That's 800-829-8468. MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. On this, MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold, Mike Lindell wants to thank you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. You will receive a queen-size MyPillow for just $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more for a king-size. You will receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products, such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code GORKA to receive this amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, or call 800 829 This offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's time to start getting the quality sleep you deserve. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A, or call 800-829-8468 today. MyPillow.com, code Gorka. Say Donald Trump, if he is re-elected, it will be the end of the republic. What do you mean? He's told us what he will do. People who say, well, if he's elected, it's not that dangerous because we have all of these checks and balances, don't fully understand the extent to which the Republicans in Congress today um, have been co-opted. One of the things that we see happening today is a sort of a, a sleepwalking into a dictatorship in the United States. Very strange to hear somebody who I last saw in the Oval Office when I was working for President Trump. That's Liz Cheney, a uh, formerly Republican congresswoman, talk about the people of America choosing President Trump for a second administration being us sleepwalking into a dictatorship. Perhaps she should re-register as a Democrat. Somebody who has been a lifelong Democrat, I don't know if he is today, is our special guest here one-on-one, Professor. Alan Dershowitz. May, may I ask you, um, I, don't, I don't know if it's a personal question, it's, it's a political question. W- what, what has happened to the Democrat 
party. Uh, it seems to be mm, incomparable to the JFK Democrats, the Scoop Jackson Democrats. If there was some radical turn, when did it happen, Professor, and who's most culpable? Well, I think it happened during the Obama administration, and President Obama's most culpable. Um, he um, allowed the Democratic Party to become uh, captured, uh, at least in part, by the extremists and the woke progressive left wing. So far, the Democratic Party has remained at the very top centrist. I think Biden is a centrist. I think Blinken is a centrist. I think Yellen is a centrist. But uh, the squad certainly is not. And members of Congress, like Jamie Raskin, my former student, certainly are not centrists. And they would like to move the political uh, center of the Democratic Party uh, very, very much leftward. And uh, I think that's dangerous for democracy. And I think that's dangerous for the Democratic Party. I'm not a card-carrying member of any party. I vote for whoever I think is the best candidate. I tend to support the Democratic policies on abortion and gay rights and climate and reasonable gun control, but not on foreign policy and not necessarily on the economy. So I always vote for the best candidate or the least worst candidate. So uh, if if we are to have two normal parties in America who don't accuse the other side of being dictators or or, or just uh, abnegate the, the, the right of the, the American people to choose their chief executive. What is the scenario? I'm just curious, Professor, how can... How could the Democrat Party come back to some modicum of sanity? What will it take? Will it take an utter trouncing at the polls? Because right now I don't see normal voices in leadership positions who are prepared to say to the Rashida Talibs, the Ilhan Omars, hang on, you're, you're, you're just not part of our political culture. Well, I've been saying that, and I have offered to financially support as much as I can and campaign for Anybody who runs against any member of the squad, uh, Corey Bush, who's the worst, uh, Rashida Tlaib, who is next to the worst, and Ilan Omer, uh, and AOC, uh, they are not my Democrats. And I want to see them unseated. I want to see them primary. And if they can't be defeated in the primaries, I want to see them defeated by Republicans. I will support any Republican who, who votes, runs against any members of the squad or any of the other members of the Democratic Party who want to move the party to the extreme woke left. The best way to make me a Republican would be to nominate Bernie Sanders as president. I couldn't vote for him, and I couldn't vote for people who represent kind of that socialist view of, of the American future, which is a, a proven failure. Well, I haven't heard that before. I don't know if he's breaking news. He said he's said it before, but I like that offer. He's literally putting his money where his mouth is, saying he will support anybody who will run against these disgusting members of the squad. Um, reach out mm -hmm. to him, uh, tag him, and say, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll run. Follow him on Twitter at Alan Dersh, D-E-R-S-H, Dersh.substack.com, and also get his podcast, The Dersh Show. Subscribe today. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America first one-on-one -on -one coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios if you have a cell phone i think you probably do even if it's a flip phone please tell me it is not connected to the big cell phone providers because they're woke they're not on your side there's only one conservative cell phone company in america it's the one i use it's patriot mobile they have the same nationwide coverage 5g 4g they have a performance guarantee free activation with my name and extra discounts for veterans and first responders join the good guys today you can keep your old number you can keep your old phone or get a free upgrade a free smartphone with their special extended black friday promo code friday 76 join the good guys today glenn and his team are superb their team is 100 percent u.s based their customer support is superlative i switched all my family's phones over to patriot mobile when my cell phone cell phone provider surrendered to nancy witch hunt January 6th committee and provided all of my cell phone data and my children's and my wife's. That's just wrong. 
Join today the good guys. 972-PATRIOT is the number to switch, or just go to patriotmobile.com slash Gorka. But the special code you've got to use is Friday76 for your free smartphone upgrade. That's 972-PATRIOT, 972-728-7468, patriotmobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A. Make the switch today. First, there's one condition. One condition for anything that could happen and the good things that could happen once this war is over. And that condition is that Hamas must be destroyed. Hamas must be destroyed. Cartago de Lenda Est. Will it be one man who has been burning the midnight oil with his latest book since, written since the October 7th attacks, is War Against the Jews, How to End Hamas Barbarism. Professor Dershowitz, will you give us your take in the last uh, six weeks, how things have been progressing? I'm sure you're horrified with what we've seen on uh, campuses here in the United States, including at Harvard, uh, posters being written down on the streets of, of those who have been kidnapped. But when you look at Israel's response in the international community, how should we rate the last six weeks? Well, Israel's response has been better than uh, any other country faced with comparable threats. No other country faced with terrorism right on its border has ever killed fewer civilians. Um, according to a report in a Paris newspaper, the ratio is two to one, that is, for every terrorists killed, there are two civilians killed. That's better than any ratio in any comparable situation. And remember that Israel is right on the border. So Israel's response has been a model of compliance with the rule of law. You wouldn't believe that if you saw these demonstrations by Hitler Youth. That's what I call them, because that's what they are. People forget that Hitler came to power as a result of students at the University of Munich in Berlin, Heidelberg, that the Ayatollahs came to power as the result of students taking over the American embassy, Stalin as well. Uh, These students are Hitler youth, and they have to be responded to in the way that Hitler youth would be uh, responded to. Give them their right of free speech, but answer them. And don't don't, uh, say just because they're students, well, they're young and maybe they're mistaken. No, they have to be held responsible. And that's why I'm in favor of doxing them. I'm in favor of of having their names published, not their home numbers, not their sexual orientation, but their names. I want everybody who supports Hamas, everybody who believes that raping and and beheading and burning children is okay, I want their names to be known. And if Hamas is not defeated uh, in the Middle East, it's coming to a theater near you, and you have to be very concerned that your friends' children, your grandchildren, will be wearing those green headbands and will be engaged in the kind of terrorism we saw in the 1970s from the weathermen. So this is a problem not only for Israel. It's a great problem for America as well. That's why I wrote my book, War Against the Jews. I put everything aside starting on October 7th, and I wrote the book in 32 days. Maybe it'll get into the uh, book of records for the fastest book published. But I really it came from inside. I really had to get it out. And the book is now available uh, at Amazon. Um, yes, the, the book is War Against the Jews. W- would you concur, Professor, that the international community, the grandees, the quote-unquote elite, have collectively demonstrated themselves to be utterly morally bankrupt? The fact that it takes the UN over a month to say anything about the rape of women. We have Hollywood luminaries. We have the likes of Priyama, uh, Pramila Jayapal refusing to excoriate what Hamas did. Uh, do we just have to ignore these people and just support Israel? Is Israel alone now, Professor? It is alone, except most Americans support Israel. And we not only must ignore, we must deplore the people who have remained silent. Feminists who don't say a word about the rapes and the, the mutilations of women. Uh, gay uh, Gays for Gaza. My son had a great idea. Start a birthright for Gaza. Send all these people to Gaza to defend Hamas in Gaza. And you can only have to spend it one way because they won't need a return ticket. They'll all be murdered. Uh, the, the appalling silence, uh, organizations like Doctors Without Borders, uh, which has become a spokesperson for Hamas, uh, uh, UNICEF, don't ever give a nickel to UNICEF, or the International Red Cross, or Doctors Without Borders, or UNRAHA. All of these have become megaphones for anti-American, anti-Israel 
and anti-Semitic rhetoric, and they have to be condemned in the marketplace of ideas. Do you have any theory, as somebody who's followed these issues for so long and who's probably written the, the first book on the October the 7th massacre since it occurred, do you have any theory as to what it was about whether it's the Palestinian Authority, whether it's Hamas, whether it's the Gazan authorities, how they were able to pull the wool over the eyes uh, over everybody, how, how millions of people, to use a Cold War phrase, became useful idiots for genocidal murderers. It's remarkable. I think that Israel took seriously the fact that Hamas had a ceasefire and agreed not to um, attack Israel. And foolishly, um, the Israelis believed Hamas. You can never believe anything Hamas uh, says and they were they were tricked the way we were tricked on 9/11 the way we were fooled for Pearl Harbor um, and the way uh, other democracies have been fooled over the years you know in democracies there are limits to what you can do and what you can find out but it will never happen again this was the worst intelligence failure in modern history and Israel has to make up for it by destroying Hamas, getting the hostages back, and making sure that never again are there civilians and citizens exposed to this kind of brutality and barbarity. If this ever, God forbid, had happened to the United States, uh, you can just imagine the devastation that we would have imposed on those who were responsible. Israel has the right to prevent this from occurring again, and that's, again, why I wrote my book, War Against the Jews, to give a, a platform. I set out four criteria for how this war has to end. The destruction of Hamas, the uh, end of the, the, the hostages, recognition by the Saudis of, uh, of Israel, and having that, that peace deal uh, go, go again, and, and a renewal of American support for, for Israel. Uh, those things have to be accomplished. Uh, and if they're not, then Hamas will win. And if Hamas wins in Israel, it will be exporting their terrorism to the United States and other countries around the world. And, and what about the, the colleges like Harvard, uh, like Berkeley? Can we excise the pro-anti-Semitic forces there, or do we just have to write them off? No, I think we can excise them. The first thing we have to do is get rid of the uh, diversity, equity, inclusion bureaucracy. Billions of dollars have been spent on creating these anti-Semitic, anti-American centers. And we also have to abolish these programs uh, that specialize in, in ethnic departments. You know, I don't believe in uh, women's studies, black studies, gay studies, Asian studies, or Jewish studies. Yeah. I think you study, you, you expose every group to the same kind of criticism. But these tend to be rooting sections and zero-sum games, and the combination of the diversity um, and and the uh, uh, these departments have been the incubator for anti-Semitism on most of the college campuses. And my goal is to rid the colleges of those uh, very special identity programs and start teaching students basics, basics about American government, basics about STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, and stop making the universities the centerpiece of woke, progressive, anti-American attitudes. The book is War Against the Jews. Order it right now. One last question for you uh, concerning your previous work, uh, Get Trump. Uh, perhaps the thorniest of issues, uh, Professor, what do we do about the, the judicial bench? We, we look at Judge Engeron in New York. We look at Chutgan, the federal judge uh, here in D.C., and, and it seems like we have... Uh, individuals who think they can behave in contravention of the Constitution, the law means nothing. Engeron basically said that in a lecture. Can that be fixed in any way? Uh, what, what is the solution, or do we just have to wait for these people to die out? No, we have to wait for them to be reversed on appeal. We have a system of checks and balances, even within the judiciary. District courts today tend to often be very anti um, a Trump, an anti-Republican, an anti-conservative, and the Supreme Court is more sympathetic to the conservatives. So I think we're seeing a work in progress, but uh, you're absolutely right. Some of these judges are so result-oriented. Um, uh, as, as one of the judges said, you know, Trump is a terrible person, therefore we have to get him. That's not what judges should be saying or doing. They should be applying the law 
fairly and equally without regard to name. You know, the Bible instructs judges, do not recognize faces. Do not do justice based on who a person is. We're not seeing that in many parts of the United States today. But you have faith that on appeal or in the Supreme Court, these unfair, unconstitutional behaviors and decisions could be reversed? I do. Uh, I don't have complete faith, but I have substantial faith. That's the way it's happened over the years. And the pendulum swings. Sometimes it favors one ideology, sometimes another. But over the last 200 plus years, uh, it's all worked. And I am very confident that the American system of justice and the rule of law will survive uh, everything that's going on now. It won't be easy, but it will happen. Thank you, Professor Alan Dershowitz, at Alan Dersh, dersh.substack.com. The latest book is The War Against the Jews. Order it right now. And uh, prior to that, it's sadly more relevant than ever. Get Trump, the threat to civil liberties, due process, and our constitutional rule of law. If you stand with President Trump, we have a Christmas bundle for you so you can tell the world that you do not agree with the tyranny of the FBI, the DOJ, and activist judges. It is the booking photograph from Atlanta. Atlanta on a yard sign on a mug with the simple phrase Trump 2024 and the I stand with 45 flag. Get it today. Treat yourself or treat a loved one this Christmas Yuletide season. SebGorkaStore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A store.com. Likewise, if you enjoy our deep dive discussions, long form discussions with the true greats, the real experts like Professor Dershowitz, the real newsmakers, make sure you are subscribed. Whichever platform you prefer the Salem Podcast Network, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Just plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Never, ever miss an episode. Uh, if you enjoy what you hear, uh, leave us a five-star review and share the links with your friends. And, of course, follow us on all social media. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter, Telegram, the Salem News Channel app, and my Substack, SebastianGorka.substack.com. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head on a swivel. Watch your six. Hold the line. Never give up. Never give in. And stay frosty. Our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take. But as for me, give me liberty or give me death. The world will little note or long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. I have a dream. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people... And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. And we will make America great again. This is America First with Sebastian Gorka. We had a saying in the Trump White House that you're only taking flack when you're over the target. When they bring out the big guns, and especially we found it amusing when the left cloaks themselves in a false appearance of patriotism, you know you're doing your job well and you just keep on trucking. Here's an example of exactly that. It's really disgusting, but they must hate the man because he's doing something right. Play cuts. The news of the world, pictured by faux movie tone. An un-American assault on our military. Traitors to the cause of freedom. In the annals of modern warfare, we expect foreign enemies to try to undermine the mighty U.S. military any chance they get. But now, the danger lies within. In the hallowed halls of our cherished American democracy, one so-called American senator who never deigned to wear the uniform himself single-handedly stops hundreds of military leaders from taking command, including the chiefs of the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, and the Marines. Dangerous dictators look on with glee as Tuberville does their work for them. 
He is a legend from Auburn University, now Senator, U.S. Senator for Alabama. Why are they targeting him? Well, let's ask him. Senator Tommy Turberville, welcome to America First. Hey, how are you doing? Glad to be on. And, you know, it was a tough day. It's been a tough 11 months, Sebastian, but thanks for letting me on. And, you know, I fought for the military and I fought for the unborn. And uh, we made some progress, but I'll tell you, this group is so anti-American, it's hard to make make a dent in their agenda. Well, we've been trying to get you on, I think, for the last four months. Uh, Sadly, we're only doing so after the the news yesterday that you're finally letting through hundreds of uh, military appointments from the Biden administration. You're holding out on, I think, uh, a dozen or so uh, flag officers. Will you begin to explain in front of our millions of listeners, Senator, why you did what you did? Well, first of all, uh, I'm for pro-life and I'm 110 percent for our military. Now, I've noticed I'm on the Armed Services Committee since I've been here. They're trying to turn our military into a woke machine that only answers to the Democrats and the Socialist Party. Uh, but Joe Biden and his dictatorship, along with the Pentagon, decided they were going to change the abortion policy uh, that's been perfect and worked well for 40 years. Uh, Joe Biden even voted for it. But they changed it with a memo, and I said, listen, you know, I came here to vote for the people of Alabama and the people of this country. Uh, they need representation, and we don't take an abortion policy and just write it right in in a, in a memo without coming through Congress. And I told him, if you do that, we're going to block these uh, these promotions. I did for 11 months. Uh, but and, and, and let, let's, let's, not, let's not write over the details here. That memo was to use taxpayer money through the Pentagon to provide for abortions, correct? Uh, that's correct. That's correct. So there was two things, abortion with taxpayer money and executive overreach by the White House and the Pentagon. And so we held up these uh, promotions, which I really hated to do, but uh, we had to do it to get the attention of, of the left. And uh, my out was to be able to get in the NDAA, which is the budget for the military, which will be voted on next week. Uh, we had the language of the old policy to go back into effect uh, after we passed this budget. But Chuck Schumer, in had in his infamous wisdom, decided that he was going to play king, and he did not allow us to vote on this budget. He took the policy out of the NDAA, took it out of the budget, and so now we have no out. There's no way we can get it changed. But he did that because he knew I had the votes to, to keep it in the budget for this year and would have gone back to the old policy. So, 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 so your decision yesterday to allow the promotions through, does that mean abortions will be funded or not by the DOD? It will continue to be funded until we find another avenue. And they are just happy as heck that they got this done, that they are going to charge the American people with something with abortion. Because after Roe Wade, they just felt like that they just had to do everything with any federal employee to get abortion approved and paid for by taxpayer money. But, Sebastian, we're going to continue to fight this, and we're going to fight it hard because people ask me, so you're not giving promotions to these these people that are representing our military, and I agree with that. But the problem is, too, you know, these young uh, people that will lose their life, the unborn that will never breathe uh, life into themselves outside the womb, will never have a chance for an abortion, yeah. I mean, a, a promotion. So uh, it is what it is, uh, and that's what happens up here. when they Elections have consequences, and uh, they push that on the American people. We're going to fight back, and we get President Trump back in office next year. We're going to change this back, and we're going to make sure that the American people understand that they do not have to pay for anything to do with abortion. Well, thank, thank you for fighting for 11 months. I have to ask you the uh, impolitic question. Uh, it seemed to me and many others that you were a lone voice stopping uh, the uh, taking of innocent life with our money. Did you have any um, robust support from your fellow party members in the Senate? I had four or five in Senator Mike Lee, Roger Marshall, uh, J.D. Vance, but I even had Republicans come after me the last few months uh, that was supposed to be pro-life, but they said they were more for the military, and you know that that's the problem with the Republican Party up here. We don't fight. We don't we don't build a game plan and stick with it and fight. Hey, I'm all for the military, 
I'm I'm a hundred percent for having a military that's not woke, that goes by the rules, uh, that's built as a machine that protects the people of this country. But right now, the direction that this military is going, they can't recruit. They're Dick uh, Durbin said on the Senate floor two days ago, "Let's take illegal immigrants yep. and give them a weapon and make them uh, uh, give them an opportunity to earn citizenship through being in the military." Or is he crazy? Chinese, Russians, and Iranians coming across the border who we don't know that they are. They want to make these people part of our military. They have lost their mind. What? Let me ask specifically, what was your logic uh, to allow the promotions to happen yesterday? What, what was the thing that made you change your mind? We had no way out. You know, we're boxed in a corner because, again, they broke the law by, by doing what they did with the budget. We had no way to get uh, the abortion policy back in the way it should have been. Uh, Chuck Schumer did that. He knew he knew that he had us. Uh, and I, I was after eleven months. We needed to promote some of these officers. We needed to get them in a position where we can build our military stronger and stronger. But I tell you, uh, Sebastian, I, I, all over the country where I travel, even people in the military would come to me, Coach. You're doing the right thing. We're losing our military. Stand up for, stand up and fight. And we just have to have more and more people understand our military is going the way of the Socialist Democratic Party. It is not the same military that my dad died for, by the way. He was a career military person. Uh, My brother was in the military. We have to understand the military has to be our number one institution in this country. And right now, the Democrats have control of it, and they're running it straight into the ground. I've been working with the U.S. military for 19 years, Senator Turbeville, in front of millions of listeners right now. Uh, We've only got a few seconds left. Can I get your commitment that, God willing, if we do our part and President Trump becomes the commander-in-chief again, you will fight to your last breath to turn around the politicized nature of the U.S. military and get it back to being the finest fighting force in the world? Number one objective, we have to have something that will protect this country from foreign adversaries. And that's what it's all about, protect the citizens of this country. And I tell you, the Democrats are trying to do all they can to destroy our military. They've already destroyed our border. And those two things go hand in hand for the Democratic Party. Well, God bless you, sir. Keep fighting. The website is TommyForSenate.com. Please follow the senior senator for Alabama at Sen Turberville. That's at Sen Turberville, TommyForSenate.com. This is America First. We've only just begun. We have an amazing show for you today. Don't go anywhere for the next three hours. If you uh, miss the third hour because you're in a market that doesn't have it, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. We'll have Alan Dershowitz one-on-one. Leave us a five-star review. Share the links with your friends. And if you stand with President Trump, go to SebGorkaStore.com, check out the Christmas bundle, and support him directly at DonaldJTrump.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.